Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Um, Thank you for your constant and very, very steady and very, very wonderful support of this here little show. I appreciate all of the love um, thus far. I was just talking to my husband about the show and I'm like I have a blog that's seven years old and I have a podcast that's almost two like we out here we're out here creating the things and doing the things making the things and and hopefully helping people oh <laughs> that's the important part helping people along the way so I appreciate every single one of you who comes along and shows any love any support uh last week's episode we talked about things that are better left unsaid um We talked about 50 Cent. We talked about Lil Wayne. We talked about that whole debacle. Um, We talked about Jada and Will, which we'll hint about this episode, but not too much. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm still focused on the fact that, you know, Elijah McClain and Breonna Taylor's murderers are still out there, you know, the the real important stuff. But, you know, just a little celebrity um, foolery to uh, not necessarily take our minds off of the things, but, you know, just just a little different flavor of confusion for 2020. Um, and, yeah, we, we dove in. You guys had a lot of reactions and responses to that, mostly positive. Um, and I appreciate you guys so much for listening. This week, we're going to do another church announcements roundup because there wasn't one specific story that caught my eye but there was a bunch that I want to talk to you guys about and so you know how we do with the church announcement so hit it Earl let the people of the reclaim say amen glad to be here say amen again and say amen one more time if you really like the show we glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements all righty time for the church announcements so if you don't know when you're listening to this we are at the end of july it is very hot here in philly currently where i live we're about to move praise the lord um i'll talk a little bit more about that later but currently where i live i live in the attic of a very 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 old house where it gets very hot in the summer very cold in the winter i am also five months pregnant Meaning that me and the Nugget here are just roasting and toasting. So if you hear the air conditioner on, please do not be distracted. That is me trying to attempt to keep me and this little baby Nugget cool. Um, You'll also hear me pause for water breaks. Um, Someone complained about the last time. Like, you don't have to talk about your water breaks. I'm like, I do. If I suddenly stop talking, you might think there's something wrong with your podcast. So... (laughs) Um, also, you should be drinking water all the time, but it's summertime. It's very important to hydrate. So, that being said, let's get to the show. Um, I want to send a rest in peace to the family. I mean, not to the family. I want to send a rest in peace to Naya Rivera. That story was heartbreaking. I don't even know how to describe it any differently. It was heartbreaking. It was so sad. It was so tragic. Um, 
sending love and prayers to her family um, and to the people who actually knew her. I know when celebrities pass, we all get these moments where we feel really connected, but we forget that we met them as a celebrity and that at first they had to just be a person. And, you know, this was someone's daughter, someone's niece, someone's mother, someone's friend. Uh, And so, yeah, rest in peace. That's such a such a sad story. Also, rest in peace to uh, John Lewis and C.T. Vivian. Titans, titans in the world of civil rights. Um, Just magnificent men who really lived out this this thing called called equality called civil rights called peaceful protests and all that stuff like that um and have been doing it for so long that you know they the, the legacy that they left is immeasurable so rest in peace to those giants um and we thank you we thank you for all of the work that you did, the sacrifices you made, the injuries that you sustained, unfortunately. But we thank you for your life. We thank God for your life. And yeah. All right. Let's dive into some stuff. Um, y'all remember the St. Louis couple who aimed their guns at the uh, Black Lives Matter protesters? Uh, basically, I believe this is Minneapolis, I believe. Uh, their mayor was putting out information, basically what those of us who spend too much time on the internet called doxing, um, putting information out about people who supported defunding the police. And if you know, like I know, that's dangerous for multiple reasons. Retaliation, we see retaliation um, against BLM protesters, which is ridiculous because it's literally your First Amendment right and I don't understand how law enforcement is supposed to come and retaliate against you for the thing that is absolutely legal for you to do. It is 100% legal for you to protest. It is 100% legal for you to, to, pe- to, let me say this, to peacefully protest because there are protests that are illegal. And we talked about it a few weeks ago with the people who stormed the Capitol building with their guns and stuff like that. And they thought they were just exercising their First Amendment right. Well, no, 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 no. You're, this is this is terrorism. What you're doing is terrorism. Put the guns away. Put the nooses away. Put all the weaponry away, and we can talk. That being said, um, there. Anyway, back to the mayor. She was leaking people's information, um, their names and stuff like that. Very, very dangerous when it comes to people who are protesting, people who are, you know, for reform of any sort, because unfortunately, when you have wickedness in all sorts of places, they feel entitled to basically terrorize the the masses. So what the BLM folks decided to do is like, you know what, we're tired of protesting on these streets, we're gonna go to your house. And so they walked into her community, albeit gated, so this was probably a little um, very on the fence for me because it feels like private property and that whole sort of thing. But that's what they did. Nonetheless, they went 
and they walked into this gated community, walking past lots of houses, going straight to the mayor's house. Let me put that in, let me just say that again. They were going straight to the mayor's house, right? So these two white folks, one clad in <laughs> her Lululemon pants and like striped t-shirt and a little, little pistol, and the other one with a full semi-automatic weapon and a pink polo and, and khakis, they come out of their house and they're pointing their guns at these protesters. Now, these people aren't lighting anything on fire. They're not, they're not breaking things down. They're not running up on people and being violent. They are walking around with signs. Signs, y'all. Worst they could do is a paper cut. <laughs> Worst they could do. And these two come charging out of their houses with guns. We're going to have to have a separate conversation about white people and guns. Um, because there seems to be this misunderstanding about black folk. Because every time we talk about violence, people want to bring up black folk. And they, what, what about black on black crime? And like I've said numerous times, there is no such thing as black on black crime. There is such a thing as crime. People commit crimes around the people whom they live around in their own communities. Now, are there outliers? Sure. Are there random random things that go against that? Absolutely. But almost 85% of the time, we're committing crime against people who we live amongst, right? And we usually live amongst people who are like us. We're still a very segregated society, whether we like it or not. Um, despite your cute little pocket where you, you, you can grow up amongst <laughs> numerous people of different racial realities, the truth is how the nation looks is very, very different. And people still live amongst people who look like them, right? And the thing that baffles me about the whole situation, I'm going to get back to Minneapolis in a second, but the whole thing that baffles me about the whole situation is that people claim that black people are so violent and you don't realize that after being stolen from an entire continent enslaved brutalized had our culture taken away from us um had a whole war fought about whether we were going to be property or people had that happened then after we finally fight that we fought that war now mind you Black people have fought in every single American war, every single one. First person to die for the Revolutionary War was Crispus Attucks. That was a black man, okay? Okay? So black people have been fighting and dying in all of America's wars. That being said, we had to fight for our freedom. We had to literally have to fight for our freedom, fight for justice, fight. We haven't even gotten to equality yet. We're asking for civil rights. We're, we're asking for civil rights. We're asking for civility, right? And there's still people running around, but, 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 and then they dare, dare throw this whole thing of black people are more violent. Well, if we were really more violent, wouldn't there be a Nat Turner situation almost every single day in this country since we got here? If we were as violent as you say, you say that black people are so violent. And I'm now, I'm not saying that there isn't violence in the black community. I'm not saying that, nor am I saying that I'm not concerned about the violence that exists in our community. What I am saying is that if we were as violent as white people like to pretend we are, like there's going to be this massive black uprising, which, you know, we don't, we don't make up that much of a population, guys, so it couldn't be that massive. But if there was going to be one, like, wouldn't it already have happened? 
wouldn't there already have been massive, huge, violent situations? And is that why y'all keep showing up to our protests with riot gear and tear gas and tanks? Where it, with the situation with the folks who ran up into the Capitol building with guns and stuff like that, y'all showed up just looking like you were just walking around on the beat. Is that what's really going on? Because our voices and our, our signs are so threatening? Or is it because when you're black and your skin is weaponized, you're never seen as unarmed? I digress. So these people are going to the mayor's, off, uh, the mayor's house. The two people, um, uh, Karen and Kyle, I don't know what their real names are. I'm just making stuff up. But... They come outside with their weaponry. They're pointing their, their guns at these protesters. The protesters don't even know if these guns are real or not. They're like, what are you guys doing? We're not even here for you. Uh, long in the short, those two people have been charged with felony weapons assault. I'm sorry, felony weapons, a we- felony weapons account is what I'm trying to say. Woo, I don't know why that was such a tongue twister, but we got it out. So yes, those two have been charged and that sucks for them because they could have just stayed inside. It was like, oh, look, Susan, Black Lives Matters heading to the mayor's house. Like these people were walking in the street. They weren't even walk. They were barely walking on the sidewalk, meaning that they weren't even anywhere on your property. But, you know, a crowd of black people just just throws fear into certain people's uh, lives, which is weird. Um, so in things that no one ever saw coming, but are things that people are grateful for, the Washington football team has dropped their racial slur of a name. Look at that. They used to have a name that was very offensive to native populations, indigenous populations. And now, because, well, because it's a slur, obviously, of course it's offensive. Um... And now they've decided to drop it, which is interesting because a few years back, the team's owner said that he would never change the name. He said he would never change the name. He flat out said, he's like, I will never change the name. You never have to worry about it. It's over. It's almost 100 years old. We're never going to change it. Boom, 2020. Name change. So now there's this toying around of what the name and logo are going to be. And Red Tails came up. The Washington Red Tails. Here's how I feel about it. So if you don't know what a Red Tail is, the Red Tails is a nickname for the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, One of the dopest, baddest group of airmen you've ever even heard of. Uh, Memorialized in several different movies. Um, Chapters all over, all over the nation. And I'm not for it. I don't want a football team named after a historical group that had to fight war on one side and had to fight racism on another side and hatred on another side. Like, no, a football team does not deserve that name. Name them something like the, I don't know, the Buckeyes or, I don't know, the Washington, I don't know, who something Washington red apples I don't know (laughs) something something else okay if it has to be red and something fine whatever there's lots of other things to name your team after you y'all don't deserve the Washington red tails at all (laughs) no no way Uh, 
what else do we have here? We have a very, 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 very long list. Okay. Okay. Now hear me out. I like Chance the Rapper. So you can understand my sheer and utter disappointment at his recent stream of tweets where he was endorsing a Kanye West as a president. Now, hear me out. It's not that I don't think that Kanye could do the job. It's that I don't think that Kanye could do the job. We already have a person in office who had zero political training, zero human service training, zero concerns for humans at all, which you can see with his push to try to get people to go back to work during the middle of a global pandemic, where he ignored the main facts of, of this pandemic. Not to mention, while there's a global pandemic, he's tweeting about his ratings. Not to mention when there's a, a national uprising because people want to be treated fair and right and just, that he would rather send more militarized police to basically batter down their own the people who are they they're supposed to be protecting never mind any of that so we already see what it looks like to not know what the hell you're doing in office why do we need to make it black and and throw yeezy on it why do we need to make it black and stylish we don't we don't we don't we absolutely do not now that's not me saying that i'm not for another black and stylish president we had a really great one the last time Kanye West is not that person. Kanye West hasn't shown any type of concern for policy, planning, procedure, people. He had a whole, he had a, he had an entire connection with a great um, philanthropy named after his mother, Donda's house. We talked about it with his friend Rhymefest. Remember that whole fallout? He had a whole great connection with that and it fell to pieces. Well, there's probably many reasons. One, he was probably tending to his own uh, mental wealth and me mental health and mental well-being. Um, but two, it just fell apart for whatever reason. And Rhymefest came out with a statement that he can't support Kanye until Kanye gets back on his meds. And I'm not a mental health professional, nor am I making fun of anyone who has seen a mental health professional or who needs a mental health professional. I believe in mental health professionals. I put my money behind mental health professionals. I believe in mental health professionals like I believe in the doctor and the dentist. Okay? I think that every single year, you need to go talk to somebody professional. Every single year. At the minimum. At the minimum. You know, my own life, my own journey was changed by an incredible team of counselors uh, who, when I was going through some of the darkest times of my life, they came in, they stepped in, and they, they leveled with me, and they, they talked to me, and they cared for me, and they carried me out of a place that was really dark and painful. So I believe in mental health. So don't hear what I'm saying as some type of condemnation against Kanye. I want him to take his medication if he's been prescribed it. I know that there's been a diagnosis and that at first he was like coming against it. And then he, both he and his wife later on kind of flip-flopped and said like, yeah, you know, this is the diagnosis. Um, I want him to take his medication. I want him to fully, I want him to go talk to someone. 
I want him to go talk to a counselor or mental health, another type of mental health professional. I want him to have regular visits with that person. <laughs> well, not in the time of COVID, but you know, digital. There's all kinds of digital ways. I want that. <laughs> I want that and I need that. I need that to happen. Uh, so I'm concerned for Kanye and I'm, I'm just concerned for him running for president when he said he was running for president, which was weird because like he, you know, he just came out with this whole gap line and I'm like, cool. Like that makes, you know, Yeezy stuff that's usually ridiculously hard to find or super expensive. That's going to bring it down to an affordable level. People love gap. I'm one of those people. Um, this is a way to make yourself more accessible. This is great. It's great. This is great. I, I like this. Do this. Do more of this. So, but then he came out with this thing saying he's running for president. I'm like, dude, in a time and in a place where everything is literally on, on the line, we either have more, four more years of insanity and chaos of what we just had with like coronavirus aside. Let's talk about these national uprisings. Let's talk about um, the blatant way that this um, administration attacks people who disagree and disagree respectfully, like as if America is only supposed to think one way, as if America is only supposed to have one experience. That was never true. It was never supposed to be true. Now, I know what the original intender intent of the creators of this nation was, but at its creed, if we're holding our country to its creed, which we should, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, if we're holding it to all of that stuff, we need to examine that whole thing. So I don't want to play around with these elections. <laughs> I feel like too many people played around in, in 2016. Too many people were asleep. Too many people didn't think the worst could possibly happen. And it did. The worst happened. Black women told you too. We told y'all, we said, do not vote for this man. It's not going to be good. It's never going to be good. We look across the board. There has, think about how many marches, protests, events, um, people just completely flip-flopping opinions and positions. Um, think about how the culture has changed in just four short years. Ignore 20, let, let's take 2020 out of it. Three short years. Think about it, right? How everything has shifted, how the dynamics have changed. You know, now we're, we're out there marching. You know, there was a time we were marching with the little pink pussycat hats on. Um, there was the eco, uh, the, the eco-friendly, earth-friendly, granola tribe vibe, <laughs> you know, marches. Um, which, more power to you guys. Like, I appreciate you guys reminding us to, like, recycle and keep the earth safe, like, we need more of that. Um, all types of stuff. People found their voices from the oldest in our country to the youngest. People found their voices from the disabled to 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 those who were in, in, in different levels of like entertainment and power and things like that. From from the tiniest youngest person to some of the most stalwart voices from the newest to civil rights, to some of the people who laid the foundation to civil rights. We all found our voices. So that was a good thing. But think about why we found our voices. It's because things fell to shit. <laughs> things fell to shit in four short years. 
I never in my life thought I was going to be so disappointed in Ben Carson because he, when I was growing up, was a great hero. And we had tons of books about how he revolutionized brain surgery and all these other things like that. And now I have no respect for that man. Betsy DeVos is a nightmare, a nightmare, a nightmare. Like there was this picture of Betsy DeVos sitting uh, and she's being interviewed and she's sitting in front of a bookshelf, but there's no books on the shelf. And someone said, this is the perfect, like, this is the perfect example of who Betsy DeVos is and how she is completely unprepared to run the Department of Education. Which, by the way, y'all's president said that he was going to defund schools and organizations who didn't send their kids back to school come this fall, right? Didn't hear any chatter about that. But all of his commercials about defunding the police and you know how it goes again how it's supposed to be like a nag against joe biden are like these detrimental and terrible things um like the world's gonna fall apart if we defund the police well the the police are militarized they don't need to be militarized like we and think about it a lot of times when police when the police are called a lot of those calls are mental health issues remember i was talking about mental health earlier a lot of those calls and 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 pleads for help are mental health issues which if we had a more empowered health system that could take care of these people take care of us us being these people because we all have had low mental health days and if you haven't keep living just keep living um if we had more advocacy for education if we had more educational opportunities if we improved our our society as opposed to you know policing them over policing them in some cases we would be better off so no 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 you didn't hear any of the reds any of those any of those people on the on the far right republican side say anything bad about defunding education because we've been taking educa- we've been taking money from education for years never no no one seems to have a problem with that but defunding the police they act like we're just going to disband the police and like y'all need to there's google google is sitting right there if you really don't know what defunding the police is which to be honest i didn't know immediately what it meant either had to go do some research had to go look some things up google is great like i said it's free it's sitting right there it's sitting right there it's next to all of your apps you could just tap it and ask it a question it's right there we're the only civilization since people have begun to have the entire world's history and all the information up to date walking around in our pockets and yet we have the nerve to be ignorant the audacity but back to chance the rapper he's playing around too much kanye west put out a video called for his song called donda right and so he, Chance the Rapper, tweets, and y'all out here trying to convince me to vote for Biden. Because of a music video? You, your vote immediately went to a man who has never voted, by the way, and said that he has never voted. Proudly, which is weird. Because of a song? Because of a music video? Because you felt something in your heart because this man made a music video about his mother? Which I'm sure was very touching. But, at the, but what does that have to do with policy? 
What does that have to do with taking care of people? That sort of thing. So he continues on this tweet at Rampage and goes back and forth with people. He says, I get that you, you'll want, I'm sorry. I get that you'll want to reply that you're all just trying to get Trump out. But in this hypothetical scenario where you're replacing Trump, can someone explain why Joe Biden would be better? Chance. Chance. All right, let me just say, most of us are not emphatically voting for Joe Biden. Most of us are not emphatically voting for Joe Biden. But we got to get Trump out. And, you know, Joe is still going to have to show us some stuff. And we're still going to hold Joe accountable for, you know, if he fools around too. We're still going to call him out and call him to the mat as well. But Kanye West, who one day he could be deciding to do an entire concert and then decide like in five minutes that nah, he doesn't want to do it. Like, what's he going to do when the work of 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 the presidential work and the presidential workload, despite what you may see with Trump? I'm thinking about the president before him who did a really good job, who looked very, very young. If you look at videos of Barack Obama when he went in the office, very, very young, very, very dapper. He comes out salt and pepper, still very, very dapper, very, very handsome. But you can see that that office ages you. Look at presidents before him. Look at how they came into office. Look at how they came out of office. Those men had to make some difficult, difficult decisions that were going to hurt some people. And that job weighs on you. And you think that a Kanye West who can't decide if he wants to have a concert or not, or if he wants to make Christian music or not, or if if rap is the devil or not, or you know, basic little things that are entertaining and fun for us to have a conversation about, but aren't really based in like policy or taking care of the nation's needs or, you know, sitting in between stuff, not to mention that he can't keep his mouth off of black history figures, which I will get to in a second. You mean to tell me that you think that Kanye could run this country better? Here's what here's where it got interesting. Terry Crews kind of like in I guess he like liked like re- retweeted one of Chance the Rapper's uh tweets. <laughs> and this is where after a whole day of people meaning well discussing with him trying to educate chance when he could have just went to google um trying to educate chance on why kanye is not the right one for the job it took terry cruz terry cruz's endorsement and we talked about terry cruz and how he needs to not go on twitter anymore not that he needs to not share his ideas but this is not going to be good for his career i'm just This is not going to be good. And he's so nice. I met him in person, y'all. He is like one of the nicest people. He's so funny. He's so kind. He's so warm and receptive. And I got to talk to him and interview him. And it sucks. It sucks. It sucks that like all this is happening right now to a very nice person. Niceness out of the way. With Terry Crews' quote endorsement, (laughs) 
Chance then said, I understand the improbability of Ye winning the 46th presidential seat. And I understand that everyone voting for Biden isn't necessarily doing so enthusiastically. I am for black liberation and do not accept my recent endorsement from Terry Crews. So that was him trying not to die on the hill that he, he found. He, he, he was trying to climb on, which was Ye for president because of a music video. And I believe Terry Crews has since deleted that tweet, too, um, which, wow, that had to have hurt, you know, to have, you know, to say something nice about somebody. You see somebody, like, doing something similar to what you're doing, like, hey, I get it, cool. And you, like, give your Twitter endorsement, and that person turns around and goes, oh, no, not you. <laughs> Let me get down this hill. By the way, this is a reminder that this is the second time this has happened to Chance the Rapper. If you want to laugh... Go look up the tweets where Chance the Rapper was tweeted by some of the one of the worst people he could possibly be tweeted by if he is quote unquote for black liberation. So speaking so much of Kanye, I'm worried about him, y'all. I know a lot of people are making jokes. I know that there's this there's this proliferation of of sharing information about him. Forbes did that whole piece on him, which they called like a ram- a rambling four hours a four rambling hours is what they call it where he's just going off right i'm worried about him and it's like we we talked about mental health and we talked about celebrity we talked about how all of these things come into play together and how it can be destructive i'm thinking about amy winehouse i'm thinking about so many other celebrities who you know their mental health was challenged too and they couldn't take it anymore and I'm not here to shame anyone nor am I here to say that you know yay is suicidal I'm not here to say that that is not what I said what I said is I'm worried and I would rather him not experience experience these things and it sucks because he's such a He's such a polarizing person from the moment where he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. He's had the ear. He's had the ear of so many people. Like at first he was just a musician. He was just a rapper. Right? And there's no shame in that. Plenty of people do it. Plenty of people do it very well. That's them. He started getting political. He started saying more stuff and being more incendiary. And we was like, oh, yay, we're with you. Yay, we're with you. And then suddenly it's you know, slavery was a choice and Donald Trump is my brother and dragon energy and all this other stuff like that. And you're like, yay, what is happening? So his, he had a recent rally, I guess you could call it for his presidential run. Um, everyone's holding up a camera. Everyone is recording on their phones. These, this, this speech from yay. And I don't understand why he has to, in every rally or speech he makes, find a way to bash history's favorites. Case in point, you know, what he said about Harriet Tubman. He said, Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. She just got them to work for different white people. Which, what are you talking about? Like, I get that we're in the, we're in the time now where everybody wants to be profound. Everybody wants to say the the deep thing that makes people quiver and think and, and, and process and analyze and things like that. 
that is not one of those statements. <laughs> that is not one of those statements. Uh, for numerous reasons. And all of which you can go Google yourself. I don't understand why he has to badger and belittle our history's faves. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. I don't get it. But yeah, he had that interview with Forbes, which the writer describes as, like I said, four rambling hours, where he addressed his mental health saying, you know, you know, I was out there. I ended up in the hospital and people were calling me crazy and I'm not crazy and no one's calling him crazy. I'm not calling him crazy. I'm calling him unstable. I'm calling him in need of further evaluation, of further stays, of further time with professionals because there's something not right and it's getting it's scary it's scary it's not even getting scary it's scary um case in point a source said that quote Kanye has been doing this has been doing well for a long time supposedly in the past he suffered both manic and depressive episodes related to his bipolar disorder right now he's struggling again a source says now here's the interesting thing i don't think that it's a source i think it's kim because the only person who would really really know is kim and you know the, the tmz's the people magazines those types of folks the kardashian jenners have those people in their pockets for when any any time they need something out and they could just be called a source they could just be called a source i think kim is worried I think Kim has the right to be worried, and she should be worried. That's her husband. That's her love. I wouldn't blame her, his 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 episodes on her, like a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are looking for a chance to blame Kim for how Kanye is acting out, and I'm like, I would like you all to note that Kanye has acted this way before Kim ever came along. Like, he had this. He had his mother to check him on it. But it's not his mother's job to heal him. It's not his wife's job to heal him. We, especially in the black community, we have to shift our our thinking around what women are supposed to be doing for men in our relationships. And it's not the job of whole women to fix broken men. It's not the job of whole people to fix broken people in general. And we're all broken in some way, and that's fine. You know, that that's fine. And that's okay. You know, and we heal at our own time. We heal at our own space. We heal at our own pace. Where I, I get super concerned with people who want to blame a woman for his, for Kanye's ailment. Now, Kanye is a grown man. I believe he's older than Kim. He's a grown man. He knows how to take medication. He knows how to call a doctor. But even if he doesn't, he also has people on staff that are supposed to be empowered to make those decisions, right? He's a grown man. He could do it himself. He can figure it out himself. And if he can't, he has surrounded himself with people who are supposed to be able to do it for him. It's, it, it's not Kim's job. Kim is not a mental health professional. It's not her job to heal him. But she can be concerned. <laughs> And she should be. And she is, apparently, says source, whoever the source is. Uh, Speaking of Kim, Kim is concerned, says that same source, (laughs) as well as her whole family. It's super stressful for Kim because Kanye's behavior is very unpredictable. She is worried. 
the episodes usually last for a few weeks and then things go back to normal. Kim hopes it's the same this time. So that's that on that. But the backlash from some of the statements Kanye was saying, like how he wanted to abort his firstborn. Is that something that you say at a rally? Like, I know he was trying to make a point about abortion, which why, like, is a rally for your supposed (laughs) presidential run the time to talk about abortion? Or is this supposed to be a time where you tell people about how, what your policies are, how you care about folks, what type of work you're doing in the community, what type of work you're doing on yourself to help you're to get yourself ready for this position like the presidency is no joke like politics in general is no joke there's all sorts of positions below the presidential level that that I would not even think about signing up for because politics is no joke and so this just feels really weird and awkward so then he brought up his how he wanted to have how he wanted to abort North because you know they they got pregnant um him and and Kim got pregnant I believe this was before they were married and like how he had to pray about it or whatever and how abortion is supposed to be a sin and you know that's another thing that leads me to believe that he shouldn't be a president because it's like Again, here goes another man talking about a woman's body and her woman's choice, even though he was down for it, which is really, really interesting because if you look at most people who are against abortions, they are all for it when their mistresses or somebody they don't necessarily want to get pregnant gets pregnant. They're all for it. All for it. Um, That's neither here nor there. I'm not calling Kim his mistress. What I'm saying is it's very, very interesting if you look at that group of people who are usually against abortions. They're all for it or have had people do it um, when it when it, when it's their name on the line. But that's not the appropriate place. And then he ends up breaking down and crying. And I'm like, he's not OK. He's not OK. And it's frustrating me because, like I said, I keep seeing these interviews with him, which gives him legitimacy. Like Forbes is not TMZ. Forbes is not some back page page 10 style type gossip rag Forbes is supposed to be a legitimate publisher of of actual news of actual news and you're you're publishing the story about about Kanye and like you said it was four rambling hours how is that how is that legit how is that helpful but it gives him legitimacy you see where my problem is and then he shared very personal and very sensitive information that I'm not even sure Kim knew about. Like, to know that the man that you're married to wanted to abort your firstborn? And after all the stuff she went through during that pregnancy? Are you kidding me? She has every right to be pissed. Apparently she's pissed. But she has every single right to be pissed. Like, dude. Dude. Someone needs to take his phone. Someone needs to mitigate and mind where he's going. I don't know if that person is Kim because she has four little ones to look after. But, dude, what is happening? 
what is happening ugh y'all pray for Kanye I'm I'm concerned I'm really worried I, I really think that and I'm not a mental health professional like I said but I wish people would give him the space to work these things out instead of holding him up as a joke and even myself I call myself to the mat because there were times where I held him up as a joke as well and I should do better because he's not well and you don't joke about people who are not well you help them get well you by giving them the space by giving them the opportunity by giving them the room by giving them the time to get well and Kanye needs to get well so finally we gotta talk about Megan the Stallion um I like Megan the Stallion I like her a lot I love how empowered she is I love that she loves her body I love that she loves empowering other women I love that she's encouraging and fun <clears throat> and she's having a good time I love that she doesn't really buy into negativity she's really just here to have a good time and she mostly has apparently when she was leaving Kylie Jenner's party uh, she was leaving with Tory Lanez an incident happened which involved her getting shot in the foot twice apparently there have been tons of false claims and false reports about her being arrested now that was never the case she was never arrested she took to her um, social media I don't know if it was more than one place in Instagram but I saw it on Instagram <clears throat> where she says on Sunday morning I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was committed against me and done with the intention to physically harm me I was never arrested the police officers drove me to the hospital where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets that's what she said right so your favorite 13 year old of a 50 year old at this point 50 cent decided that he was going to make fun of this entire situation of this young woman being shot in these murky situation that we really don't know what the truth of it is and he posted a meme um an image rather of if you remember from boys in the hood where there's one character running from a car and the other character there's another character getting ready to shoot the one that's running out running away from the car right really intense scene in boys in the hood right he replaced the faces the man in the car he put tory lane's face the person running he put megan the stallion's face and that got him all kind of flack he has since removed it last time i checked i couldn't find it so whether it was a actual post or whether he just took it down or whether it was a story like an instagram story or whatever it's no longer there megan before she i guess she saw this which has to be heartbreaking like you're already torn up enough because this incident has happened to you you're dealing with the physical pain the emotional pain of this entire situation and then you turn around and this grown man who is twice your age is making fun of your pain making fun of your pain and remember last week we talked about how black women are really unprotected really unprotected that we we look 
we, we will go out and defend the same lives of the men who will turn around and be abusive and, and, and hateful and vengeful and angry and, you know, overly sexualize us, that sort of thing. She tweeted, black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things, we hold so many things in to protect our feelings of others without considering our own. It would be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for y'all to talk about. But this is my real life and I'm real, I'm sorry, this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. She's for real hurt, y'all. Like, that was an incident that really hurt her. And it's so sad that this grown man took to his socials to make fun of her. And then on top of it, all of his little followers were probably also making fun and sharing it and stuff like that. Because, like, that's their fave and why wouldn't they? It is beyond frustrating to me how vastly underprotected black women are. Like, we will be the first to march. We will be the first to protest. We'll be the first to come to the defense. We'll be the first to speak out. We're the first to share the information. We're the, we're the first. We're the first ones. We're the first people to tell people that stuff is wrong and to stand up for what's right and to tell people to put a mask on and all this stuff like that. And black men, black men, who we love the most, who are closest to us the most, who should be alongside of us the most, are usually the first ones to make fun of us, to disempower us. And that's sad. That's really, really sad. And it can be seen all in this tweet. Megan, I hope you get better. I know you don't listen to this show because you have a lot more important things to do. But Megan, I hope you get better. And I hope that you too talk to a mental health professional and that you have the time and the space to do the healing work that your soul, your spirit needs. And I wish that Curtis Jackson would just grow up. Just grow up. God, this is so pathetic and so sad to see a man literally be a 13-year-old boy. Um, let's be messy. So in my wrap-up rant this week, we're going to talk about Bevelyn Betty. Bevelyn Betty is the 29-year-old woman who decided that she was going to deface the Black Lives Matter uh, mural in front of Trump Tower three different times. So she's done this before, like I said, and she went on this tirade and screaming, black lives don't matter, Jesus matters, and all this stuff like that. Like I said, this is a black woman. She's 29 years old. Bevelyn Betty of At The Well Ministries, which would be ashamed if, you know, her ministry, you know, got put out there across social media and people were calling um, her blatant hatred and blatant disrespect for the people who lost their lives because of police brutality and how you say that their lives don't matter and how you were telling people to take their country back. And then we come to find out that you were in a clip of a movie called The Trump Card, which we can already tell. We can already tell what's going to go on with that. Sis, what are you doing? Like, as a fellow Christian, leave Jesus out of this. Like, you want to bring Jesus. Like, there's, a, there's lunacy 
that comes into play with certain people throwing Jesus into unnecessary political conversations. And this is one of them. I don't understand why you need to make, you needed to make this massive display of you p- taking black paint and covering it and you being a black person if you're trying to just be the new diamond in silk which is pathetic in and of itself but it, fine if you want to be the next cubic zirconia and sateen fine go for it because no one else wants your spot no one no one wants to be the candace owens no one wants to be the diamond in silk nobody wants to be the the those people who are the outliers those people who are the skin folk Nobody wants to be the untethered. <laughs> Nobody wants to be those people. But you decided that you were going to roll around in black paint and say that the police treated you well because you were screaming refund the police instead of defund the police and that you want the police and all this other rhetoric that we didn't need, want, or ask for. Fine. If that's what you want to do, if that's the hill that you want to die on, by all means, but I guarantee on to you, if you read that Bible a little bit closer, it does talk about standing with the oppressed and helping out those who are who are oppressed. And it says to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So I don't know who you're praying to or what Jesus you're talking to, but the one in the book in the books that I've read wouldn't be okay with you acting around rolling around like a fool and making a mockery of his name so that's that on that thank you guys so much for tuning in this week um i think we're gonna do something fun next week we're gonna keep it light we're gonna keep it fun next week but until then thank you guys so much for your likes your shares your subscribes don't forget to leave a review please leave a review reviews are wonderful they help they let me know how I'm doing. Also, if you want to directly connect with me, you can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at The Reclaimed. You can connect with me on TikTok at Anti-Blackfish Club. You can email me at TheReclaimedBlog at gmail.com. And you can support this show and keep this show in, um, independent at Patreon.com. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Whitney w-h-i-t-n-e-y Elise a-l-e-s-e which is also in the description box (laughs) thank you guys so much for tuning in um and I appreciate you guys and until next week peace y'all